0: Hey, history lovers, I'm Mike Rosenwald with Retropod, a show about the past rediscovered. Listen to this. It's a banjo. A really old banjo. In fact, what you're listening to might be the oldest surviving banjo recording ever. It's from 1891, and this year... It and three other songs from the same era, none of which we suspect have been heard for over a century, are being released to the public for the first time. But I'm getting ahead of myself here. For today's episode of Retropod, I've invited my colleague Jeff Edgers to share the incredible story of Charles Asbury and his banjo.
1: Charles Asbury was once a prolific artist. You can hear it in his song, Haul the Wood Pile Down. Just seven seconds in, he's off, plucking out dazzling runs and singing with confidence. We don't know much about Asbury's life or how he became such an accomplished artist. We do know that his parents came to the United States from Spain, but it's not clear what happened to him. Soon after Asbury was born, he was taken in by a Baptist preacher and his wife. By the 1870s, he was performing. He played the role of Sambo in Harriet Beecher Stowe's Uncle Tom's Cabin and joined the cast in an all-black production of Gilbert and Sullivan's HMS Pinafore. And he played the banjo really well. Asbury died in relative obscurity in 1903, just a decade after recording "Haul the Wood Pile Down. And for a long time, his music faded away into obscurity with him. After all, there weren't exactly tape recorders back then. But there were these things called cylinders. Cylinders are about the shape of toilet paper rolls and made of thick wax. You'd record on them by singing or playing into a horn, and a needle would make indentations in the wax. A phonograph machine could then play these recordings back, sending the sound back up the horn. Cylinders were the earliest and first successful format for commercial recording. A few years ago, a collector bought a box of wax cylinders for about $600. And in the box, he discovered something remarkable. A recording of haul the wood pile down. The recording dates back to when Grover Cleveland occupied the White House. It was an incredible find. First of all, not many cylinders were made at that time. In the 1890s, cylinders couldn't be mass-produced. Each one had to be recorded anew. And secondly, in Asbury's time, cylinder players weren't typically found in homes, but in coin-operated jukeboxes in entertainment arcades. When owners got new records, they tossed out the old. Dan Geller, a banjo player and amateur historian, said the rarity of finding this recording almost defies comparison. This is this is something akin to this is. I, I say, do you realize what you've got here? You know, I say this is kind of akin to if you if if somebody turned up a cylinder of of, of Bach playing the playing the violin. You know? <laughs> Four of Asbury's songs have been newly digitized and will be released by an Illinois-based label called Archeophone Records as a vinyl record. The recordings tell a story about technique, but they also tell a story about race and identity. The 1800s was the height of the minstrel era in American culture. Minstrel songs generally made fun of black people, playing on stereotypes of them being lazy or ignorant or cheery and happy-go-lucky and minstrel songs were usually performed by white people in blackface. They were hugely popular at the time. Asbury's songs came out of that time and reflect many of the negative stereotypes that define these minstrel songs. Some of his songs use racial slurs, and they're being released with a warning for their racially derogatory language. They're actually one of the few direct audio links we have to that minstrel era. What's interesting is that there is some mystery surrounding Asbury's race. He was listed in the census as black, and also in a phonograph catalog from the time. But his death certificate says he's white. So does Asbury's great granddaughter, Debbie Trice, who is a black woman. I asked her if she was offended about the racial content of the Asbury songs. I mean, I recognize that this is a song of the times. She also said she was shocked to find out that her ancestor was a banjo player. Growing up, we were told, you
0: know, the rumor within the family was,
1: that he had been a Spanish guitar player. I mean, if anybody had told us at the time that he was a banjo player, we would have thought it was totally ludicrous, you know, a Spanish banjo player. But a Spanish banjo player he was. And now, thanks to one collector's lucky find, the world will get to rediscover his music. I'm Jeff Edgers. Thanks for listening. For more Forgotten Stories from History visit WashingtonPost.com slash
0: Retropod.